This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. That's Whale for I'm Keen. Hello to all of my friends, fans and followers. Of course, it's me, your girl James, Stunalina. <laughs> and you're listening to Sissy Dead Pod, the RuPaul's Drag Race Reaction Podcast. And it's time to get roasting. Let's get this roast a cooking, as Pharamone <laughs> would say. <laughs> this week, the queens of season 13 had to roast three former Miss Congenialities, Valentina, Heidi, and Nino West. And it kind of actually just turned into a RuPaul roast, right? Yeah. Yeah. So joining us this week to dissect this week's roast is uh, stand-up comedian Shane Dan Byrne, who, you know, due to COVID, has been trying his hand at a few Instagram videos and is having a roaring success. He absolutely is. Shannon from Beauty Brows, Nails, Dog Grooming. I, I said that entirely incorrectly on the lower Kimmy throat. Um, absolutely hilarious. I'm extremely extremely insightful into kind of interesting both in terms of like the big drama that we had on um uk about the lineup in the the stand in the stand-up show and, and like what a big deal was made out of that like interesting to get the perspective of someone who's worked and gigged and understands those like how those dynamics work and like how it feels to go on after someone who's bombed um, and then also very much how to be a person who has bombed as well like really interesting insights yeah, absolutely. So let's welcome him to the show, Shane Dan Byrne. Well, Shane Dan Byrne, thank you for joining us today for this roast comedy special. Uh, how have you been enjoying Drag Race season thirteen? And were you did you have high hopes for today's episode? Well, does everybody come on and say? Well, this is a crap season of Drag Race because I... Sometimes, sometimes they do. do you, sometimes there are, like, there's so many now, it's no longer what it was in the beginning. This season is, I would say, unremarkable. Like, it's like, do you remember the season that Evie Oddly was on? Yeah. Who was in it? Oh. <laughs> Akiria. What's Akiria? You know what I mean? Those ones, it's like, what was all that about? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and there used to be... Well, half of that season are back for All-Star 6. We'll be delighted to see. There's like a slew oh, of them I, back. Oh, I don't want any so. spoilers. I don't want any spoilers. Oh, my God. That won't feel like All-Star 6 to me because I literally can't remember who they are. But this season, I'm not in love with it. I liked this episode more. Now that it's thinned down, I enjoyed it today. And it felt like they were a group of people enjoying each other's company and doing something together for the first time and obviously the nature of the challenge is crack with the judges or whatever but it felt like a real it was real people rather than you know the first few weeks of drag race is all about i'm here to slay you know and it's like okay well, yeah yeah today felt like the first week that it was like we are drag queens and we're all trying our best to win the drag queen competition so yeah, yeah. i enjoyed today more than other episodes no you are right it's like the first couple of weeks tends to be everyone like establishing their catchphrase it's like kind of like I've got a couple of weeks here to get the T-shirts that I'm going to sell. I need to make sure that I'm just saying that to the camera as much as possible. Whereas now there was a sense of everyone. And it was nice because like we in Drag Race UK, we had that whole like the bitter Betty's going on about the, the lineup and all that kind of stuff. So whereas for this one, it was very much like, no, we're going to try and put on the best show we can put on together. Come on, guys. We're all going for it. Yeah, it was the shit sandwich that they had promised us in the UK. We actually got it this time. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I didn't think the lineup played. It was so minor today in, mm. in the episode this week. Then compared, like they really stretched that out. Like obviously in the UK, the, like the queens themselves stretched it out. Like it was a tearing the arse out of it, as my father would say. <laughs> yeah. really, like it really went on and on. And Lawrence in particular, it was like, babes, you're going to win. Now behave because... Everyone's going to be annoyed because you keep being a bitch about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you not like that far in, in an eight month project, could you not have copped on? But I liked it this week. It was like, yeah, grand, put it, put it on grand. Yeah. 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 I don't think a lineup, you know, like in a comedy thing, sometimes comedians go on about that and stand up about the lineup. I don't think it's that important. I'm like, yeah, but just be good. Like just do good jokes. Like that's, it really is more way more important than that. But here's actually, here's the thing that people always say on drag race is, if you go on after someone who's been shit, you've got a better chance of springboarding. So, so have you ever been uh, doing stand-up and have to go on after someone who's bombed and it's been like, oh, deadly, that person's after 
stinking up the room with your terrible jokes. Here I come, like the Febreze. Um, I have. And sometimes the, the temptation <laughs> to be cruel, like, you know, the way Utica came on today and was like reference that Simone had bombed. Yeah. The temptation mm. to, I always try and pick up something fresh in on the night, like before I start, even if it's the same set I did the previous night, I'll always try and just pick up something that happened in the room to reference to get me going. But I, I won't do that. If somebody's done really badly, I won't do that. I'll just ignore it because it's it's awful. Bombing is like horrendous. Yeah. There was, I did a competition in Edinburgh, a stand-up competition. And in the semi-final, they, they have like a MC who's like a really seasoned, like proper hardcore club comic, like on the scene for years, can do a set out of his arse, like perfect. And he says, just before we, we're all in the back of the room, really nervous for the competition. And he's like, He's like, so I'll be quick in between you guys. I won't do, I'll, obviously before the break, I'll do a quick, t- quick 10, then I'll be back before the break. But in between you guys, when I introduce you, I'll be really quick. And um, he's like, so yeah, I, m- I might just go on. If someone, if, if there's not much laughs in the room, I might go on for a little while. So he's like, if someone does badly, I'll go in and pick it up because he doesn't want anyone to go in cold. So he tells you that the last second, just before you're about to, like people are about to start. He's like, yeah, so I'm by the way, yeah. If basically what he says, if anyone's shit, I'll go in and pick it up. So, okay, that's grand. Yeah. And so it was like horrendous. <laughs> Like so, we ended up. We all laughed about it, but he did have to come out a couple times. So he did. Mm. Yeah, this is like that. You know, that checking over your shoulder the whole time. You're like, is he coming? <laughs> okay, no, okay. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I won. I <laughs> won that day. So uh, that, oh, I right. you didn't have to. Yeah, he didn't have to come for you. He didn't have to come for you. Well, the, my final joke. I feel like I was a bit of a. Uh, it was a bit like a stunt in Drag Race. My final joke. I, I had a pop button shirt and I rip it open. And then I have my whole belly exposed and everything. And so that is going to get some kind of noise or reaction at the end anyway to trick them into thinking Mm -hmm. maybe they enjoyed the rest of it. So I felt like a stunt. It was like a stand-up version of a of a death drop or whatever. Yeah. But, um, no, that, that's a reveal. That's like a reveal on the road. Yeah, that's you know? it. Yeah, like, like Violet yeah. Chachki, you know, spin around. Yeah. Pop, 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 pop. Iconic, yeah. Um, and then I did it in a blue denim shirt that day. And then the next time I wanted to do it for the final, I was like, I wanted, I got a pink one. I got a pink powder pink shirt. Actually, I got two. One was too small, and that's the one I brought to Edinburgh by mistake. And I went on looking like a sausage, like it was horrendous. <laughs> and there's these pictures forever of me at the final, the grand final. And it's like me and like Jenny E. Claire was there and all, and all celebrities, whatever. And it's just me in this shirt. Oh, it's like it'll haunt me forever. <laughs> <laughs> This week's episode kicks off with a kind of theme that runs throughout, which is Utica being sort of strange and not reading the room and a bit mean, being like, I felt really bad for Tina. She's great. I'm going to cry, but also honoured to lip sync. It was such a pleasure. And everyone else like WTF. Hmm. Do you think, though, I, I was looking at that and I was like, she's in that space between, oh, I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm not good enough. I have doubts. But also maybe I'm great. She's in that middle space between and it's yeah. like shit or get off the pot. Be great or be like, oh gosh, what am I like? Yeah. Hurry up. Like we're actually, we're all like, you've done some amazing fashion. You did well in challenges. You're good crack in the, in the workroom. Get on with it. Like people get bored really quickly. They were like, we want professional drag queens to whatever, slay the house down, etc." cetera. Yeah. I think she's trapped in that middle space. Both of which are performances. You know what I mean? It's performative both ways. Yeah. yeah. It needs to just do one or the other because no. it's irritating. And then both made the other seem insincere. Like, I think that it is nice to see someone who obviously loves performing so much because I kind of understand that that impulse when you do something that you think is really good, that impulse to be like, oh my God, guys, tell me how great that was. But like, it's something you usually like, you know, you, you know, you can't run out and be like, look at this thing I made and tell me it's great because it sort of comes off as well it comes off as sort of self-involved and a bit weird um but she doesn't seem to realize that like even the way she was like tearing up about um tina going home but then literally like that was like but guys tell me what did you think of my lip sync what did you think (laughs) yeah like no they edited that real cruel on her like they put that straight in after it was like oh i'm so sad for tina what like that stuff i i can't bear that stuff like oh i sent tina home whatever you're supposed to like it's that's the point shut up (laughs) I would rather wish I just died and was fire. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. but she seemed it. to be taking it as as like she was wearing it as a badge of honor, but she was presenting it as sorrow. And I was just like, I'm not really buying this. And it's just there's a lack of humility, I think, that we'll see that we have seen. Yeah. But it really came to a head in this episode. Also, it's so tact, I think it's a lack of tact. Yeah. It's just innocence or something. Yeah. yeah, I do. I also think that sometimes kind of you forget sometimes that they're having the 
full experience and you're only seeing an edited version of it so like when they're all like oh my god powerhouse tina burner just went home i can't believe it i'm like i've just seen 11 weeks of her doing shit so like why is this such a surprise that she went home now so like it, it is like you hear this sometimes that it's, it's incongruent with what's actually going on. I feel what they're in the powerhouse, they meant more of a reputation than her performance yeah. in the show. Uh, this week's mini challenge, though, was to do a makeup tutorial with the Norvina palette from Anastasia Beverly Hills Cosmetics. Uh, they have to do it in two duos, one person being the face, one person being the hands. Really, really fun. I think they all did really well in this. Uh, I definitely had a good few laughs yeah. and Rue was living. Mm-hmm. I thought the highlight, though, was that robot Norvina. What the <laughs> <laughs> I love those people. I love, you know, the little, like, I'm from the brand. I usually like it when it's like a little four foot gay. I prefer those ones. But like, no one will be better than that robot we had on from Coach earlier on. In oh, the season. that one. <laughs> you need to walk I into the room. This purse, season. Purse. Yeah, I know. I know. I heard you guys talk about that. Absolute, like, what a freak. But I thought I heard thing. And then her little script at the end Queens, thank you for trying my palette. Jesus right? why did they like I mean her tits look amazing but she had some humor when she was like I hear my uber like that was that was a bit of comedy from her yeah but yeah it was a bit of comedy I actually I think that Olivia's handwork in the makeup challenge might have been my favorite thing that she's done all season though I think that like was the, the <laughs> wow. that is the best thing we've seen from Olivia so far the way she who was Olivia herself. with yes yeah, Simone. Simone yes that's right oh yeah she was Utica's yeah. handwork was better with her long sort of <laughs> yeah. you know meters long arms and um, got tiny little frame yeah poor Al Utica she can't really do anything else but move her arms <laughs> like she's like I love performing it's like okay well do a bit of performing that's not just like wiggling your arms around Ooh, look she looks like 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 um you know a drama class and the one who's really confident you know I kind of feel she's like the drag version of those sort of inflatable people whose arms blow, you know, at the side of cars, car, yeah, yeah. you know, sales areas. That's I, I sent I this on to you a while ago, Keen, and you didn't laugh as much of it as much at it as um as I did, which obviously means it's great podcast content. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something that's already been prepared. It was a purely visual joke as <laughs> exactly, well. Exactly, yeah. More for I, great podcast. I really, every time I see Utica move, I just think of that weird scene from Summer Heights High with Mr. G doing the, like, leading the drama group, wearing the, like, weird pink cocoon thing. Like, that. that is her, the, like, strange mask on and everything. It's, it, it is very visual. It probably requires that in order to be got, but I just, that's what I feel from her. <laughs> totally. It's a, it's definitely a children's drama group. Yeah. Like it's not like yeah. it's not oh, like yeah. um, you know, actor salon. It's definitely a proper it's children. Yeah. It's drag story time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what yeah. we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh did you think Candy and Rose were the correct winners of the mini challenge? I think I actually laughed more at Got Mick and Utica. Yeah, I think so. I thought Got Mick was funnier. I thought it was good to see mm-hmm. I thought Rose was funny from the get-go. I think yeah. she's arrived now at last. You know why? Yeah. I'll be a bitch because she shook off that Denali. What a waste of space. <laughs> what a... The ball and I saw, chain. I saw on Twitter they were like, my God, the producers get it wrong. The audience love... I was like, no one loves Denali. What would you like? Sorry. Like, there's nothing there. <laughs> I have ice skates. So did Milk. Milk had ice skates already. We didn't care when she had them. We don't care. There's no ice. <laughs> the drag queen put on stilettos. That's what we want. <laughs> Denali. Look at my ponytail. Very good. Very good girl. You bought that. You bought that ponytail. Well done. Give me a break. Nothing. There was a lot of love for Denali the week she went. I think it must be somewhere else in the world. Because I mean a lot of people like who we've spoken to feel the same. Yeah, she shouldn't have gone. She shouldn't have gone. Yeah. I saw a poll before the week before she went and she was the most popular queen. Now I can't cite the poll, unfortunately, and I was surprised by that. I I I am shocked. Yeah. Like and sometimes, sometimes if you're good looking, but she's like normal good looking, yeah. Like you know, yeah. and like whatever, and like sometimes you let hot people get away with stuff, but she's not that hot. I don't know. Like yeah, no. handsome, sure, but not enough to be like yes, yes, keep her. Anyway, it was nice to see Rose be funny, and I was thinking, Rose, does she? Is she's from Scotland? She's Scottish parents. Yeah. So parents she has. I, think. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, she was born in Scotland. Maybe she's Scottish parents, but there's a. Then I was like, that's a whole other influence that she that none of the others will have a, a wit from this side of the world, particularly Scotland, which is so funny. Their people yeah. are so funny there. So I think she has that on her side. And it was I feel like we saw it her more relaxed and arrived. And because other the previous weeks when she's like bigging herself up, which is, you know, their prerogative, whatever. 
But like sometimes I'm like, okay, we'll do something then. And now I feel like, oh no, she is funny. She is good. She's cracked. She's yeah. Gone yeah. and done it. Yeah. yeah. I think she's been sort of, I think because she came in and she was all about the singing and kind of was talking about like she kind of like, oh, I'm like a costumey queen as well. Like I, I think the last couple of challenges have really suited her because they've really focused in on the comedy and she's so funny. Since Snatch Game, like she's really been like on the up and up and up. Prior to Snatch Game, an awful lot of what you were seeing from her was kind of just the looks on the runway and like quite controlled but she feels like she sort of has um she's 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 tore open the the pop shirt and let it all hang out and she is mm. kind of like really coming into herself um like i a couple of weeks ago i wouldn't have seen her kind of touching the top four but now i think she could actually win yeah it's funny you say denali held her back i think for me her association with jan possibly held her back because i think i was expecting jan 2.0 but actually she's quite different from mm-hmm. jan I think she's better than Jan. But let's get into the the stand-up performances, so in the roast. Um, and we can touch on, you know, the the trial, the run-throughs with Michelle and Lonnie um, as you go through them. So first up was Candy Muse. Uh, she, I don't know, the sort of edit was kind of like, she could kind of go one of either ways, but she really did smash it. I was surprised that she had such a good sort of structure to some of her jokes because she did seem to be somebody who, who excels better off the cuff. Oh yeah, I would have expected her to do not as well. I wouldn't have expected her to do as well as she did. She's obviously funny mm. and she's obviously like yeah. so much a lot in high energy. But yeah, I think structurally, you know, the jokes were, were perfectly sound and every she had included everybody in the room, time for judge. I liked when she did, hi judges. I like that because I was, you need to have those, that pace and stuff like that and those moments of air and breath for the rest of her, things have to land. Like when she was talking to, I think when she was talking to Heidi, my instinct was like she should say hi Heidi and let Heidi say back and then she said it for the judges so I was like yeah I th- I would she would look like a pro if you saw her in a club you'd be like yeah sure go for it yeah yeah I, I wasn't expecting that from her I thought that like I just thought that because she's such a big personality that she was going to go out there and, be like, rah, 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 and like not give anything room to breathe and be really vulgar and and not really have jokes that were jokes just more kind of like sly reads you might throw at someone in the workroom so I was really surprised by both how well she did and how great she looked. Like, that mm-hmm. is, I think, the best she's looked all season. Like, I love the, like, dress she's wearing and the fact that she wasn't really wearing body, but she had the cinch. She looked phenomenal and she was really funny. Um, I don't necessarily know that I agree that she won the challenge. I, I really feel like Gottmik probably, for me, was the funniest. But... Yeah, yeah, definitely exceeded my expectations for her. I love that she kind of got her character across as well, which I don't think Rose did as, as much with the whole sort of, you know, the only thing more nervous than me waiting for my results at the SCI clinic was waiting for my results from the judges. And I know at least one of them is going to be positive. So, like, I think, you know, that's, you know, she's bringing in the humor, roasting herself while roasting the yeah. others. And I think that was probably the Rose didn't do that. I don't think Gottmik did it as well either. I loved her look, though. I, have, I really did love her look. She looked like if you were at a party, you want to be where that girl is because she's like sophisticated enough that she's not a sloppy mess but she's definitely good crack like yes exactly yeah. i was surprised why we didn't have a runway this episode as well yeah that was strange, strange. They, used, they did that they used to do that like back in like the very very early seasons like it's the first time in several mm. years that they haven't that they haven't done that and i suppose the fact that we weren't even like we, we weren't prepared for it they didn't say we're yeah. not- <laughs> I was like, what? So then I was like, am I taking their look into account for the final decision or not? <laughs> like, could they have walked out here in a bin bag and it would have been fine? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Simone then was up next. And, I, you know, she's she's relied on that character that she's presented throughout the whole series. And I liked the character and it was good that she stuck with it. But she really couldn't find the punchline. She was like Velma and Scooby-Doo, she's lost her glasses, just sort of crawling yeah. around the floor looking for a punchline. I think she was nervous, too nervous going in. And like everyone, you're nervous before a show, you're nervous before stand up. But like, if you're too nervous, you're never going to, you're not going to pick it up. It's not going to happen. Sometimes mm. you bomb. Like just, to, it's really important that they have no audience. And that's really, really hard. It's mm. really, really hard because it's just impossible because you have to plan you, the, whatever you say next needs to be adjusted to what, how the audience have reacted to your last joke. So if you have just a group of people who are like, some of them are your competitors, it's very hard. So I think it's very hard. I th- and the same for the UK as well. Impossible to try and do a real, you know, jokey, roasty thing. But I think she was too nervous. And she was, if you're, if you're that spooked, like you could see even when whoever was, was it, can, who introduced her? Candy, was it? Yeah. And you can see it cuts to her. Even that she was like, she's terrified. She's never going to, it's never going to be okay. Yeah. 
but you could see in you could see in Simone's face like there, it was like the very definition of like rabbit in the headlights. Um, she looked beautiful. That gold was gorgeous on her. But it, no, like all my notes for her are just awful. Time has stopped. Ah, uh, make it stop. This is painful. Like that's what I'd written down. It was it was where like between her and and Utica's performance, like I have abs now from cringing so hard. It was. <laughs> It, nice. nice. <laughs> I know the workout you didn't know you needed, but no, I, I, I find her, her hard to watch and you could see like, when you watch on top, like she is so hard on herself, really just want to go over and like pat her on the back and say, you know, kind of, it, it's okay. You, you weren't great at this challenge. It's fine. But like, take a breath and stop blaming yourself and beat yourself up. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not the most cringy performance that we've ever seen in this slot, but yeah, it was tough. And I think the, the character at least was something who's interesting. Like she, cause she didn't let that drop. She didn't show as much that she was like, Oh my God, I hate what I'm doing. But yeah, it was, it was, I don't feel like she did her, she did her character enough. I think she should have doubled down. Right. Like really double down, like that snarling face she has where she like whatever this persona she has of like, I hate everything and fuck you and whatever. It's so mm. weird. And it's it's almost like a strange choice that it works because she doesn't look very nice. <laughs> she doesn't seem like a nice person. <laughs> but like she didn't do it enough. And if she was, we could see she was scared. And if you're scared, I once did stand up where I did this thing at the beginning where I pretended I was really nervous. <laughs> and, it, and it just backfired completely because the audience were all like, this is terrifying. He, he can't do it. I don't want to watch this. I'm terrified. And yeah. it was very hard to get them to recover. I was like, I'm fine. It felt like saying, I'm fine. It was only a joke. Um, but like once the audience is spooked, <laughs> that cringy feeling you have, I had to look away from the TV today. That cringy feeling you have, that's what the audience feels like. And they're going to, it's hard to let that go. You don't go, oh, okay, I'm yeah. fine now. You go like, Ooh, remember that from earlier? It's like flashbacks, even though it just happened 10 seconds ago. You're having flashbacks. Of, oh God, that mm-hmm. was mortifying. But when you talk about there, the the nervousness and that sort of approach you took to the set. Let's jump on a bit to Olivia because she kind of approached it with this timidness because that was her character. But I think, like the judges said, it kind of then didn't give us the relaxed feeling that we were confident that she had this under control. I think the timid thing would work if you were then really acidic, horrible bitch but smiling yeah. and sweet and cute, like as if from the mouth of a child. Like that's, I think that like, again, like, like Sister Simone not going, doubling down on the character. Olivia could have got away with it if she was like, um, you know, really sweet. And then like said horrible stuff, got bleeped, like let yourself get bleeped. Mm. Like not as bad as a horror the other, the other week, but like let yourself <laughs> get bleeped a bit. Um, so then it's like, or just start and off something like horrible. sort of like de la creme style like this sort of sickingly sweet but really really shady like that's kind of what she needed to be able yeah. to execute yeah because when ben de la creme does that we watching the audience we go oh she's doing stuff we don't know so we're totally we're like it's like a magician we're like great we'll watch this because we don't know how it works and we're excited great she seems yeah. to be one way but she's doing two things at once and we love it we feel comfortable and we're like she's in control she's in charge yeah yeah and we saw some more trademark looks delusion when she was like I think I pulled it off. <laughs> oh, so yeah, it's hard. That's hard to. It's hard to watch too. It's funny. <laughs> I just think like she's a bit undercooked. Like she's not. She's not ready yet. I just feel like no. And I think like we won't see much more of her because it's like there's not much there, and that's okay. Like like when she read herself when she Rose, she's like almost as much as I've not been doing drag. It was like yeah, you're. <laughs> You're not good at it yet. <laughs> like, so embarrassing. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I just think she's a bit underdone. So I kind of feel even, I'm like, what's the point in, in looking at this? Because it's like, she's not ready. Like, we'll watch it in a few years. She'll be one of those ones that'll yeah. be so beautiful. You know, wow, she's so, in a few years time, you'd be like, God, she's just beautiful. And all the other queens will talk about how she's, she's so beautiful. A woman, blah, blah, blah. They'll do all that stuff. But at the moment, I'm like, there's not enough there to keep me, keep my attention. Yeah, and it was interesting on the main stage, if like as it was kind of going through them, like you could you could see the marked difference, and even like like the look she had on tonight was quite basic, and her makeup you could see that it wasn't as like perfect as some of the other queens. And now, obviously, she's up there in a lineup of queens who are all like really, really, really talented when it comes to look and makeup, so it stood out a bit more. But you did get that feeling of like this is someone who probably like her time in the competition is over now. Mm. Um. And that's not a bad thing about it. Like she, she's been very good throughout it and she's done really well, but it's sort of like she's now in over her head a little bit. And she's not growing as quickly as some of the other queens no. as well, I don't think. 
as you know, Sissy Dead Pod is home on the Headstuff Podcast Network. And over the last few weeks, Headstuff Plus has been launched, which provides you lovely listeners an opportunity to subscribe and support the show in exchange for bonus content from not just us from all the shows across the network this week's bonus offering that we have for you we've teamed up with our sibling podcast on the network i know that face and james and i have joined Stephen and andrew to go through the romping highs and lows of rupaul's <laughs> film career i'm honestly going to say that this is worth the, the cost of, of your signing up if you haven't if you it. it was a really really fun conversation and I, I think that Stephen and Andrew are um, much more used to talking about actors who can act <laughs> I was gonna look for you went for the more direct approach yeah I think that they, they were probably a little bit perplexed by by what RuPaul was bringing to the table but mm. we all got into it and it was very like it was great fun it was really good crack and it also got us to watch a couple of, of RuPaul's yes so the star I feel for us was a star booty uh, uh, how do we even start about it here actually here's a clip from the episode of me explaining the first sort of 25 minutes of star booty Star Booty is the biggest supermodel of the world, but she's also a secret agent. And she finds out that her niece, Cornisha, has been kidnapped by her childhood rival, Annika Manners. Okay, so Annika, she's a bit of a bad bitch. She's head of Mannerism Inc., which is apparently a billion dollar cosmetic company that harvests the organs of sex workers for cosmetics. They apparently their their sting is they approach sex workers on the street with a gift certificate saying congratulations you've won yourself a hundred dollars worth of um, moisturizer which is actually better and than the prize that the queens on Drag Race UK get <laughs> yeah that is true and in the words of RuPaul they walk in with a gift certificate and they walk out with a death certificate <laughs> so. In order to try to bring down Annika Manners, Star Booty decides she's going to go undercover as a sex worker and try to get that gift certificate and get invited in and then she can take down Annika Manners. And I was like, okay, well, look, you know, agent going under the, into the world of sex work, that could be interesting, could be gritty, could be highlighting what it's like to be a sex worker in the, in the 80s. No, all we see is the sex and not the work. So we see three subsequent scenes of Rue as a Star Booty having sex. The first one is with Old Smeller, an Irish... Um, man who likes smelling the farts that's when i tapped out when he was jerking off <laughs> and she was farting it was on the him. irish accent right yeah. <laughs> was, and the leprechaun was... accent yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh yeah a bit a bit of a clip of the of the accent here oh my God, confess to me what you've had for lunch today my child i had a chili cheese dog and a strawberry you Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, I'm going to enjoy this. So, yeah, that's what you can expect from the episode. We delve into Star Booty and many other of Rue's classic, in air quotes, films. So it's really, really fun. And if you, you know, if you are interested in, if you love movies that are so good, they're bad, it's a show for you. But like we said, you won't just get that if you sign up at Headstuff Plus, which, by the way, you can sign up at head, headstuffpodcast.com is where you can sign up. There's loads of other podcasts on the network and the one we want to share with you today is called Fail Harder. It's by Emma Jane Purcell and she talks about people and their career and how setbacks have ultimately led to better things down the road. She has a really, really good interview with Pandy as well, which might be a nice jump off point if you're a fan for this show. So let's have a listen to a clip from that show. Hello, I'm Emma Jane from Fail Harder, the podcast that chats to people at the top of their game about failure, from their first memory of failure to how they cope with it now. I have some unbelievable guests on the show like Paul Meskel, James Cavanagh, Georgina Campbell, the list just goes on. And of course, we'd be mad to take failure too seriously, so every week I have 20 questions in front of me numbered at random. Most are straightforward, however, some are a little more unconventional. And in the spirit of failure, my guest can pick the numbers. They might not like the results, but life's not fair and neither is my podcast. Right, let's jump back then to Utica. This was mean, mean, mean. Regina George, just nasty. And it's actually made me go from really like Utica to me really disliking her. And I was, I just couldn't see her out of the episode quick enough. I just, the spectacle of it, I don't remember any of her jokes. I just think, like, and I, and I just watched it a few minutes ago. I don't remember anything she said. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, that, she's in that, she doesn't listen to what they say, isn't that it? She doesn't listen to the advice. 
and you're like no it, it's like my comedy is great because it's really intellectual and it's really funny and i think it's great but actually all it was was just calling people fat and then when they were like oh so that's a bit mean she was like is that a trigger for you michelle like just got really nasty and harsh that i was like this is this you aren't presenting a nice person we are not on your side i don't think it's real nastiness but it's still not it's not it's certainly not fun it's like oh that's like yeah. um, especially in a room full of faggots like everybody's been bullied you know what i mean it's like we, yeah. we, none of us need i don't need that reminder from them from my my tv show you know what i mean and like yeah. it's just it just felt like oh this is dangerous but i don't know even though it wasn't real i don't think she really is a nasty person but it was like do no, something better do something better than that no I, th- I think she kind of felt like as if the way to be funny was just to be really 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 mean and just to kind of but like i think it's like she she said a couple of times like she likes like observational stuff and she likes kind of like really obvious references and like you got with that one joke she did with ross matthews where she's like she obviously was like oh simone like timon Simone and Pumba, hilarious! It's like a, it's like a Lion King joke, and Michelle was like, "That's not a good joke. Don't do it." But she still yeah. went and did it. And the whale joke, and even like Ross is so gay, he doesn't shit in the dick; he skittles on the dick. That's an observational humor. <laughs> I don't know what she was trying to say, but whatever it was, I don't need it. I don't need whatever she's trying to say. But can we talk about? the highlight of the episode which was when she goes RuPaul the Style Queen please send up and he <gasps> gives her two middle fingers are you sure and some other shocked. hand gesture as well yeah we can't even see <laughs> what did she think was going to happen like RuPaul like mm-hmm, yeah she's literally never stood up once she she walked out that one time to look at the fake tapes or whatever she did that time that's the, like she's not going to do yeah. it like, why would you think that no, would work? Not. And and what was she going to say? What was she going to say? <laughs> I think she was going to read the outfit because later on, even when Rue was like, you look great, Utica was like, I, well, I can't say the same to you. Yeah. Ugh, dire. Like, get it. Read the room. Look like look where you are in the pecking order and sort yourself out. But like, RuPaul is, like, at one point in, in Untuck, someone references how RuPaul is like, oh, you need like a PhD to read RuPaul. It's like, no, you don't. RuPaul is the most basic person in the world do a joke about sex or a joke about Rue being old and Rue will be like banging the desk laughing. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. just stay in that wheelhouse. Go into any other area and like, read Rue for having a terrible music career. Brilliant. Read Rue for having a terrible acting career. Brilliant. Rue will love it. But like, going anywhere else with it, like going with the look is not going to get you anywhere with RuPaul because RuPaul is very invested yeah. in the look. I think the highlight of the episode for me though is when Utica read Lonnie for not being a good oh, yeah. comedian and Lonnie was like you're the one bombing <laughs> and if you know, that like released so much of the tension of both Utica and Simone for me I was just like oh now mm. I, I like I properly laughed out loud like I roared laughing at that her joke at Lonnie wasn't even good it was like it didn't even make sense it was like this is as pathetic as Lonnie loves was, comedy yeah career. hard to swallow it's like what do you mean it's hard to swallow like she is a comedian <laughs> Yeah. Like she is one like, you know what I mean? yeah. somebody commented yeah, on my Instagram sure. and was like this guy's supposed to be a comedian I was like well I am one like <laughs> I am yeah you don't like it that's that's fine but I am one like so check my tax returns darling yeah. <laughs> I am my best check it. read my bio google me you bitch you know what I, mean? I don't know <laughs> like, just, I don't know I just think that was such a bad joke but I did think Utica looked amazing she looked like a rich Futuristic ma'am at a communion. I loved it. <laughs> she did, but there was no runway, so she gets no points from me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. I just, I, 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 I've been turned off. The switch for you to get for me has been turned off, and I'm happy she's gone. Got Mick was up next and I mean talking about being able to overcome that inner saboteur this is like maybe the third time that they've been worried about how they're going to do in an episode and they absolutely kill it I agree with James I think I actually laughed the most at this one their structure of those jokes that one about Ross coming when the pizza arrives and pouring I just thought it was brilliant I totally fancied Got Mick during the rehearsal bit because uh, so vulnerable. I was like, oh my God, adorable. That was so cute to me. Um, but I th- that like showed a proper skill. Like, I don't know if RuPaul was like a future in stand-up. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, but showed that a real thinking on your toes skill. The opening joke was something like about U- Utica's UTI and she added in, Utica being spelled UTI. She obviously was already going to do that, but she added in this thing of like, 
um, after that set, she added that in. And that's what pe- people like when it feels like it's live and they want the audience want like everyone, any comedy, the audience pretend that we all suspend our, our disbelief, whatever. And we go as if these are jokes just occurring to the comedian in the moment, which of course is not true, um, which I did not know when I started comedy, by the way, I thought you had to have fresh jokes every day. Um, now I'm rocking the same 20 minutes <laughs> over and over again. But um, uh, but uh yeah, they people liked that and got Mick did that really well. It was like, oh well, after that set, gave it loads of time and space. Yeah, I thought really um, robust set. Yeah, that's how you get Rue. Like you tell you, you say something where Rue is able to do it well demonstrably. I am a great singer because I've done so well. But you're mocking me for it. it yeah, it, I, I thought that got Mick set was brilliant. Got Mick looked amazing as well, and it is like they've just had such a solid performance in all of these comedy challenges. And you really feel like they genuinely are surprising themselves by how well they're doing in these more personality and comedy and acting based challenges, which is great to see. And then you get really invested in their journey. Yeah. And it's real forgot Mick, you know, sometimes they try and take that on as they, they try and adapt, adopt that as their narrative. You know, the, um, the Queens in drag race, sometimes you'll see like, I've really grown. I can't. And you're like, that's not, you know, my journey, it's like, yeah, you're just kind of uh, crowbarring that in. But for God, Mick, I think it's real. I think it's like, okay, here I am. Oh, that went really well. Oh, I don't have my white face on. But uh, And then the return of the white face felt great. Whereas, you know, like, is it Joey J who didn't have the hair? It was like, okay, like, you've no hair again. Very good. Like, <laughs> put on some. <laughs> put on for one of the times, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, then God, Mick was like, okay, now I've done all this other stuff. Now bring my white face back. That was great. I love that. That's how Olivia should have probably delivered it because a lot of the jokes were, were you know, semantically phrased as compliments. They just weren't delivered as compliments, mm. you know, and I think that's kind of that's a really nice uh, sweet spot that she hit. Finally, then, was Rosé, who just seemed so comfortable up on that stage. The only one without notes, which I kind of feel in recent years, they've been more lax with the notes. I don't remember stand-up challenges from the past, them having so many notes. I think it's a false um, sense of security, the notes. I think you should be trying to... They shouldn't have... They should have one... They shouldn't have multiple cards, certainly. Like, it's not a script. Like a, a comedy set is not, you don't write them out word for words. Well, mine aren't anyway. They're, they're scribbled bits and then headings and you never write out the full joke. You say it out loud and then you just write down it. They should only have one card if they have any. Like it should, some comedians write on their hand. Um, I don't do that because my background is in theatre. So like I'm showbiz true and true, you know. Um, But like, yeah, I, I just think, that, I don't know why. It's, I think that's like, I'm not that good. Here I go. I'm not that good from the get-go. I'm like, drop the cards. They should have They should have no cards, like I think. I don't think where they should. I was trying to figure out, though, because I know that like a, a roast is a very American style of comedy. Like it, do, it doesn't really happen here. And actually, we haven't at all spoken about the fact that this was supposedly about the miscongenialities, but the majority of the jokes we really heard were about the judges and the other contestants. Like, But mm. in those roasts, like, is like having your cards kind of part of it? Because I was watching, I think I watched like the, the Alec Baldwin roast and they had like Demi Moore on it and she had her cards and stuff. So maybe that's like part of... Yeah, but Demi Moore isn't a comedian. Yes, but maybe that's part of that type of humour. I don't know. I find I find the notes very distracting because you, it's exactly as you were saying. It's like you're looking at someone, you're like, oh, you don't really know what you're doing here. And then you get that, you always get that awkward thing where the person loses their place. And then you'd be like, oh, um, one card. It just... Oh, Blair St. Clair turned that page in that notebook. <laughs> dire. dire. It is. I think they do. I think a roast is a specific setup. So there's there's those big giant comedy central roasts. And then they have these other roasts, which is just two comedians slagging each other. I'm not particularly interested in it because like I don't like sometimes the joke in a roast, it doesn't have to be real about the person. You know what I mean? It can just be like you're a slut, you know, that's the joke or your, your mother, whatever. I'm like, if somebody was roasting me and was like, oh, your mother does it. I'm like, no, she doesn't. I don't really, I'm not, it's not for me. It's not my bag. And I'd be nervous. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to hear anything anyone else to say about me. I feel like I'd, they'd be like, you have a double chin. I'd be like, I know I'm really self-conscious about it. <laughs> like, that's what I feel like. I, I wouldn't be able for it. And also I'd be scared because sometimes I'd be scared to slag somebody too hard. I'd be like, I'm going to go for this. And then I'm like, you can't take it back. Even though it's part of a roast. I don't know. I just don't like it. They do them. The comedians do them and they can be very, they can be very exciting and fun. 
They, but like it isn't just the roast where they've had the cards like in UK just a stand up challenge they had cards yeah. and, and All Stars 5 that was just a stand up challenge I, I think that wasn't a roast and they had the cards as well but it seems to be this I don't remember like the Queen's like season 6 Bianca Del Rio I don't remember any of them having cards and I don't remember even season 9 where they were doing the RuPaul roast or the Michelle Visage roast I don't remember any of them having cards so it seems to be this new production trick and I yeah I actually think it makes it worse because they're breaking eye contact with the audience by looking down as well. Mm. And I, I yeah. It just Maybe they have it. no time as well. I mean, I don't know. But then Rose was able to do it. So if one of them can do it, they should all, that should be the standard, I think. I thought Rose's rhythm and stuff was just classic. It was classic roast. She kept us going, ebbing and flowing up and down, pigs and troughs. And she was just like, she felt like just an old school song and dance man. Like, yeah, I can do it. You know, like Bob Hope. <laughs> that felt like just like he's like. Anyway, you'll see how that you know. Here we go, sweetie. Yeah, or like you know the the Jewish comedians of the fifties and sixties and that kind of thing. It felt like that. Um, it just was really reliable. Not particularly. I didn't think he was that that funny. And some she relied a little bit on that structure. Like whereas, like I think Candy did better. That was like it was really Candy. Whereas Rose's was was funny, but it was she just set up them. Which is good to do in a competition. She set up the scaffolding and then just draped her jokes on top and just put it in. And I think, okay, yes, it's a competition. You that's do what you need to do. But I think Candy's just felt more like what Candy's jokes were about and slagging herself and stuff. So I think Candy. Yeah, I mean, Can- Candy would have went out there and said the same jokes no matter the circumstance. Mm. Rose's kind of felt a bit more off the cuff or even like more it'll be different every night like it kind of is almost like she was thinking of the fact that all the jokes I told in the rehearsals are burnt now and I have to come up with new ones Mm. because I don't think she repeated one but I actually do think those ones in rehearsals like Michelle said were actually better and then she were then comparing her against herself and she didn't do as well I think as well that Rosé is kind like Rosé is obviously an an excellent drag host and I think probably has like a very natural ability in that way whereas maybe with Candy and Got make it's 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 less kind of um like it's it's less part of their gig. So Rose did feel a bit like she just slipped into autopilot and just was like delivered, you know. So I think that there was like her hers was brilliant and really funny, but there was a sense of kind of like you know this is just me going through the motions of of like just what I do really well. Whereas with say Got Make or Candy, there was a sense of like breaking through, mm. you know, or kind of like pushing slightly further than. Um, than she was but yeah she was she was really good and i think it's just set herself up as one of the like top queens in this competition yeah that's her second time really step i'm surprised at myself because i was so uninterested for weeks but that's her second time stepping up as in like this is my bread and butter like sailing gliding through the the challenge so i was like that's that's impressive i wonder what it would have been like if tina was still here i like i i said it last week i definitely agree after that shit show from utica you if you had gone home last week i would have still liked her and we could have got a good set from Tina, I think. I, I would yeah. think so, yeah. Like, like, I think that if if Tina had... Although, I suppose then, in, in, in the world where Tina... We don't know where Tina would have placed. Probably wouldn't have been in the bottom. You would have either had Olivia or... Uh, Olivia or, or... You probably would have had Olivia going home this week, which would have also been fine. Yeah. It would have been okay with that. Yeah. I would have I would have happily let her go this week but <laughs> you know that's all well and good we think Tina Burner would have done a good good step but like you can't wait 11 weeks to do yeah. something really well yeah exactly yeah. Um, uh, so the winner of this week's challenge is Candy Muse her first win I mean this narrative has been going on for a while so I'm glad we can put it to bed um, Rose and Got Mick were high I probably would have chose Got Mick to win personally and then Utica and Simone were the bottom two which I think was fair do you guys agree? Yeah, I, yeah. I think Gottmik would have been my my winner on, of the night. Um, yeah, I don't begrudge her the win. Um, it's fine. But I think that really solidifies her as the final four now. That win. I mean, I feel like it was a bit they're keeping Candy now. You know, it's a little bit like we need to keep Candy. <laughs> they're having discussions in a room somewhere. How do we? Okay, okay, let her win this one. I feel like when when. They said that to Rosé about you weren't as good as you were better in rehearsal. It was like that was the little push down to make Rosé not the winner. That's what I felt like they were doing today. Okay, so you thought Rosé deserved to win. Because I suppose like to a certain degree, if I was to hire one of those queens to do stand up, I would hire Rosé. Yeah, I just think God made me laugh more in that week's Mm -hmm. episode. So it's hard to know. It's hard to know. It's also it's, it's within a competition within a thing. 
We're coming into this episode, I thought it was going to be really fun to see Heidi and Nina and Valentina back. But actually, we didn't really get much from them at all. Um, so it was a bit disappointing. I, I liked. I thought they all looked well. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, you didn't I didn't know what was going on with Valentina's eyebrows. They yeah, they, they look different to how they normally do with the line. Yeah. Um, Nina didn't feature. Nina was not in it. She she just kind of sat there for a minute and she like delivered a heartfelt message at the end. Like a little kind of Of like, a roast. Yeah. At the end of a roast. Thanks for having us. It's like, for God's sake, you're on, <laughs> you're on TV. TV. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, it's not that I, I think she's well able to say something uh, salty. Like she totally should have done it. Yeah, it was strange. Uh, this week's lip sync was No Tears Left to Cry by Ariana Grande. I think one of my favourite pop songs of the last 10 years. So delighted to see it there, even though I do think we've probably had our Ariana overload at this point. Um, are we agreed that Simone won the lip sync? I think she did, but not by much. It was pretty dull. Yeah, it wasn't particularly exciting. I mean, it's I, I actually find the lip syncs very stressful to watch because it feels like it's so high high pressure performance. I feel like it's like I recognize it with stand up or something. I don't know. I feel it, I really feel stressed every week. And I was in love with that. This was the tune. I, as soon as it came on, I was like, it depends on which. Sometimes it's just like one song is going to suit someone better. And this is the case, definitely case for for Simone. But she was back to herself, snarling away, being hilarious. It's like there's there's like a thing they talk about in like performance art, which is like significance purged of meaning. So it doesn't mean anything. These snarly faces. Who's she angry at? What have we done to her? Nothing. But it's just this sass she's throwing out, and I'm like really effective. Um, but I enjoyed her on it, yeah. And she looked amazing. I thought she did that classic thing of like, I'm going to do shit in this challenge, so I better look absolutely incredible. Yeah. And she did it. She achieved that. Yeah. She looked, this song really suited her much more than it, it was going to see Utica. And I, I do think that when you've been in the bottom a couple of times, particularly like on the trot, you like, Utica's style is very distinctive. So it kind of gets to that place where it's like, we've seen like this with the, the arms and the crazy mm. walking and that we've seen it now already. And, um, and there was just no way she was sending Simone home anyway. But it, yeah. this is the official We Hate Utica, No Utica Club um, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but I actually, I actually felt the same about Simone. Like I kind of felt we've seen all the dance moves already because she has lip synced the same amount of times as Utica, but just not in the bottom because she won that first episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was kind of like, Simone's going to go and she's going to turn and she's going to snarl. I'm like, nothing new here. So that's kind of why I kind of felt. <laughs> she's very young still Simone isn't she she's only yeah. 23 or something is it yeah so she's more growing to do oh absolutely but that Utica what a bitch <laughs> <laughs> so who's gonna who's gonna win Shane who's gonna take home I agree crown? with you I think it's between Simone and Got Mick um, but Simone I wanted to win for ages and now I'm gonna like if you don't hurry up and step your pussy up or whatever then I'm going to be annoyed at you then. You're going to let yourself down. Like Lawrence Chaney, you let yourself down the last minute now and you misbehaved and then you're going to say everyone bullied you because everyone likes the other one better because you were a bitch. Um, but in this Simone's case, she's not being a bitch. I just think she's being too scared and I'm like, hurry up. Um, and But I've enjoyed Got Mick so much. It's just been like, yeah, of course, they just bring something that other people don't have. Yeah, I think, I think it's that all the time, time of the time of the year that we can actually start to speculate what is the finale going to look like this year oh yeah they usually have such a fanfare i'm pretty sure they're just going to have recorded it like old school season one to three where they'll have just done it on the stage like they did for uk like it'll just that's that's just what they're going to do yeah i love the finale though i love it like i just i love laughing at this <laughs> how stupid the gays are like just watching them all screaming and particularly like hollywood gays like so gross like i just think they're so funny like when you watch i that video of um sasha valore when sasha valore does the pedals like the cuts of the audience just so stupid and i mean i'm with them i'm fully with them we all screamed we all gasped it was, it was so great yeah. but you watch them it's like these are grown adults, grown adult men. It's like, she took her wig off and there was flowers in it. It's like, I just love them all screaming and yelping. I love it all. And like the, all the gasps and those big moments like, um, Vi- uh, is it, yeah, Violet, when Violet came out in that thing mm. that time, like those, it's such a fun part of it. And it feels like all of us watching together around the globe in our little bubbles. 
Well, Shane, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you online? What do you have in the pipeline? Oh, thank you for having me. I did not know I was going to be such a horrid acid queen bitch, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> Well, we always bring out the worst in our guests. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah like be kind <laughs> online and like I moan about people. People were, you know, giving me uh, trolls the other day and I was like talking about it. I was like, this is ridiculous. Now I'm like being an absolute asshole. I love it. Um, uh, but look, that's what I'm doing. I Also, I nearly referred to myself as critiquing the Queens earlier on as if I was that. Um, you can find me on Instagram on Shane Dan Byrne. Um, and I'm on Twitter as well, but I don't really like it because, you know, I prefer to be kind, you know. Um, mm. But yeah, and I don't have a TikTok because I'm 32. (laughs) Joe, there was actually one moment I feel Rose A um, was reading Candy and she was like, well done Candy, because I know it's really dangerous coming to a roast as a roast. And I kind of thought the joke punchline should have been it should be really hard coming to the roast as a pig maybe that would have been too cruel like that might have strayed into too Utica yeah it could have it could have strayed into to, to Utica territory and if, when I'm finished recording and I go onto Twitter if I do not see a thousand and one gifts of RuPaul sticking his finger up at like you know AstraZeneca or you know Stephen Donnelly all the people to show that the people online seem to hate I will be disappointed no, absolutely. That needs to become that. That will be one of those featured gifts that will just appear every time you go into the gift section of WhatsApp. Will be that mm-hmm. RuPaul giving the finger, like a hundred percent. I know. Possibly, possibly the standout moment of the season. I, he I still knows how so. to steal it from the queens, doesn't he? Yeah, he absolutely does. I mean, it's not quite H and M levels, but no. it, it is. It, it is up there. Yeah. <laughs> Right, well, we'll be back with you next week for another uh, episode. We're really whittling down the queens now. There's five more to go. It's another acting challenge, which makes me feel they've really sort of ran out of options. This series has been too long. So, yeah, we'll be back with you next Monday. Um, We put up a little poll last week to say, did you prefer Saturday to say Monday? It seemed pretty 50-50, so we said... We'll stick to the Monday for, for what the, for we the time exactly uh, so yeah we'll be back with you next Monday have a nice week see you love you bye, bye. this show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.